Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guests, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers gaming news, upcoming releases, and topics from all aspects in the gaming industry. Kick back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, another brand new guest to the podcast. If you watch Emerald Streams, he'll probably be there making some sort of joke, uh, and he's also a huge Sonic fan. It's my boy, Dion. Yo, 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 Tony. It's actually my, my actual actual name is um Lee, actually. Oh. My last name is Gandhi. Oh. Yeah. So my name well, is Lee Gandhi. Well, h- how do you want to be referred in the podcast then? Uh, Lee Gandhi's nuts. Oh, God, I just fell for it. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. It's Dion. What's up, guys? I'm doing pretty good, Tony. How's your afternoon? Oh, it is swell, and I, I, I'm still in the disbelief right now that I just got got by a D's nuts joke. I'm always prepared, man. You can't. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Well, hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's actually, uh, this is audio only, right? Yes, audio only. Okay, so the audience just hears us right now. Yes. Okay, so me and Tony are currently sitting in the game lounge, like, you know, live. Don't worry, I'm in a hazmat suit. He's in a... Like hamster <laughs> bubble, it's okay. I want to describe for you guys real quick what the game lounge looks like, all right? So there's like heat lamps, like bright red heat lamps, and it's like 95 degrees in here. He has like a ball pit over there. It's a gymnasium over there with like a rock and sock and robot, and like a giant Donkey Kong roided out like cardboard cutout at the, at the entrance. It's really strange. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you explain yourself because that was a bit strange. It was a bit freaky, but I'll let you explain yourself. Um, so basically we, we won the Donkey Kong, uh, we won that Donkey Kong thing in an auction. Okay. Um, uh, everything else, uh, came here when we got, when we bought the game lounge. So, uh. Yeah, see, now, now I know you're lying, Tony, because before you came in, I scouted out the back and I saw in the dumpster, like a giant Amazon box labeled <laughs> Donkey Kong Roid Rage. Specifically for Dion. <laughs> and you know, I have a phobia against like cartoon apes, right? So, uh, you know, I'm over it. It's okay. Uh, alrighty then. Uh, well, hey, Dion, since you're a brand new guest, we're gonna start off our podcast with okay, cool. Uh, this the archive where you get to give us your favorite game character and favorite game soundtrack. Okay, so Tony, I'm a pretty diverse guy, right? So my favorite game is uh, Sonic Adventure, right? But my favorite character is Sonic the Hedgehog, right? And my favorite OST from Sonic Adventure is the Sonic Adventure soundtrack. Oh. That's... I know, stop me, stop me right there. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, hey, no, it's Sonic, Sonic Adventure soundtrack is honestly really good. Like, oh yeah, I mean, it has some bangers like uh, "Believe in Myself," "It Doesn't Matter," "Open Your Heart." Oh, it's mm, it's the delicious. white theme. <laughs> it's delicious. It's a tasty, tasty album. Um, and uh, we're gonna jump right into our first uh, the startup screen. Uh, where this week, uh, if you didn't know, EA Play is finally, uh, I believe they announced it last year or earlier this year, that EA Play will be eventually coming to Games Pass. Well, hey, it's finally, I believe it's almost set in stone, it's finally coming to Games Pass for PC and Ultimate users, and it'll be adding 60-plus titles that are EA 
titles uh, to the service. Which wow. is really cool. What type of what, what type of hardware do you use, Dion, for gaming? Like when you do game? I was born a PC guy. Better switch. I used to play a lot of uh, PlayStation, but uh, after you know they went, I, I went on the run. I can't play on my PlayStation because they're they can track you that way. <laughs> yeah, if you're not careful, they'll get you. Oh yeah. They've already found my like seventy alternate accounts. So. Oh my god. <laughs> Just being here on this podcast is already pretty scary. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, but uh, so you're a PC guy then. So do you see yourself possibly using uh, the EA Play with game? Do you even uh, do you even use Games Pass at all, or would you, would you be tempted to use it now with another sixty plus titles coming in? Is Games Pass like a person? I don't know who she is. <laughs> uh, no, Games Pass is game. the Xbox streaming service that is, has the monthly games. Like, and it's like a basically like a whole archive of like. 200 plus games that you can just play whenever i don't see myself using that at this moment but things could change Alrighty, could be outed as a robot you know and you know it depends on it who doesn't matter what then right yeah like it doesn't matter (laughs) i might be in a different country then oh using the games pass oh that would be something i'm full of surprises yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, and that, that's really about it for this startup screen. Um, there, there isn't a lot of big news, but we're going to tackle what news did come out with the week in review. This week in review, a look back at top headlines and stories from the gaming world. And this week, this past week, uh, some of the games that came out. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie Rebel and Without a Pulse dropped for pretty much every all the main platforms uh marvel's avengers is now on the series x and playstation 5 and cartel tycoon came out on the pc as well uh over on the news side of things kingdom of hearts character files a hardcover book with basically every character in the franchise um is finally making its way over to north america on october 19th as it used to be a, a japan exclusive book and uh, if you like, if you want more Kingdom Hearts lore, old baby, here it is. In the palms. I love my Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sony has helped launch a brand new uh, game studio called Heaven Studios. They'll be focusing on some indie games. And it was started by Assassin's Creed co-founder Jade Raymond. Uh, Animal Crossing is celebrating its one-year anniversary since its release with by adding more design slots, uh, more items to be designed and add designs to, and, of course, the return of Bunny Day, which, if you played the game, was despised by everyone because eggs are... Th- there are eggs everywhere. And Excellent. <sighs> <laughs> Ow, that one hurt. This is exactly <laughs> why I'm on the run. <laughs> You're on the run for puns? Yes, exa- oh. exactly. Oh, no. That's the worst crime to be on the run for. Um, but also... Relax, uh, it's just this... a yoke. So... Oh, man, that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, they also have the Sanrio card update rolled out. So if you have those Sanrio Amiibo cards... Uh, you're able to get all those 
exclusive items into the game now. Um, and making in uh, a game coming to the final console it needs to come to, Undertale is now available on Xbox via Games Pass. So now if you played Undertale once on the PC, once on the Switch, and once on the PlayStation, you can do it again on the Xbox now. You can kill Sans again. Oh, yeah. Um, in Fortnite news, which, uh, again, not the biggest fan of Fortnite, but they are releasing a brand-new yellow-blue Joy-Con set, and uh, their whole Season 6 event has just been rolled out, and that happened, and I kind of followed it, but not really. But, yeah, that happened, so if you play Fortnite and you like that, good shit. I like the Joy-Con color, though. That's really why I'm like, ooh, it's a pretty Joy-Con. And, uh, you know, that's that was that's the only reason I got it in this week. Um, I love my Joy-Con, too. It, uh, it actually can drive. My Joy-Con can actually, they drive. Um, <laughs> and when they're turning a corner, they drift a lot. Like, it's super crazy, right? I was expecting that one. I'm like, oh, this yeah, is going to lead to some drifting. Yeah, you know it. Uh, Doom Eternal, the Ancient Gods Part 2 DLC uh, dropped on the 18th uh, this past week. So now you can finish up uh, Doom Eternal. And from the sound of it, this will be the last DLC for the game. Uh, And lastly, for some of the main news, Alienware has ended its partnership with Riot after the sexual harassment allegations against uh, the Riot CEO. Um, And Riot has also confirmed that Alienware will no longer be a part of any league sponsorships. Uh, going forward. So that's some big news on that. Uh, on to the draw of the deck in the world of TCG. Pokemon. Uh, in the world of Pokemon right now, starting on March 19th, uh, you can get an exclusive stamped Flapple card from GameStop. I'll be there. <laughs> I'm already there, actually. Oh, baby. You're in line? You're oh, in yeah, line? right now. Oh, that's... What's it looking like? Have, have, they, have they upgraded the stories after all the stonks went through? Yeah, actually, it's uh, it's crazy because they have like a cardboard box right now with a logo on it, and they, they're calling it the store. I don't know why. Um, I think they've lost all of their money. Oh, no. Buying everything. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh!, the OCG set Dawn of Majesty has been set for an April 17th release, and there is no new Magic the Gathering news uh, this week. Uh, for the Dice is Right, uh, Nova Nova Open, the tabletop convention, will not be happening in September, as they have confirmed uh, that they will not uh, risk it because of COVID and all that stuff still. And as for the other two tabletop conventions, Gen Con and PAX Unplugged, they're still up in the air and no real, no set announcements have been made to say whether or not they will be happening this year. And that was the week in review. It's not a very busy week uh, in terms of news, but boy, do we have a busy week for games coming up. Here are the games that are coming out next week and should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies, here's what should be on your radar. Starting off on Monday, Fall Guys Season 4 kicks off with a bang for the PC and PS4, and Vaporum Lockdown comes out on the Switch. On Tuesday, Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town, which is basically 
what Harvest Moon is now, uh, comes to the Switch. Hunting Simulator 2, a Ranger's Life DLC, comes out on all its available platforms. Overcooked, all-you-can-eat, drops on the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. On Wednesday, Love, Love, I believe it's Love Live, School Idol Festival, After School, YY Home Meeting, comes to the PS4. I love it. (laughs) And Paradise Lost drops on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. On Thursday, Black Legend comes out on everything. Dandy Ace makes its way to the PC. Yakuza 6 completes the Yakuza games and RGG Studio, well, all but one RGG Studio games that are in the style of Yakuza on the Xbox Games Pass uh, for the Xbox and PC versions of Games Pass. Dark with a Q. Complete Edition comes to the PS5 and Xbox Series X. El Hijo, or El Hio, A Wild West Tale comes to the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Evil Inside makes its way to the PlayStations. Immortals Phoenix Rising Mists of the Eastern Realm DLC comes out for all the platforms that that's on. And on Friday, Ballad Wonderworld makes its debut on everything. Genesis Noir hits the Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It Takes Two, the game from uh, Joseph Faris and his studio, you know, fuck the Oscars guy from the Game Awards that many years ago. That comes out on everything but the Switch. Monster Hunter Rise hits to the Switch. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 hits the next-gen consoles. And Crash 4 hits the PC. And that's uh, what should be on your radar. What do you think of the games coming out this week, Dion? You know, I'm really excited for them. Uh, Off top of the list, Crash 4. I'm a big Crash Bandicoot fan. I've been since day two on day one of Clank Sonic. Uh, (laughs) I know Love Live is a big hit in some places. And while I'm not too caught up on the intense Love Live, Lovecraftian lore, I know a friend who's big into that Love Live idol scene. Bob, ask him for the latest details. Nice. But Yakuza 6, I'm ecstatic for. I'm over the moon. I think I just love anything that Sega puts their name on, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, 7 was an absolute blast, both narratively and mechanically, with a crazy diverse range of minigames. And a strangely addicting combat system, turn-based, that I didn't think I'd like initially, but I loved it. Oh, yes. It's it's oddly satisfying with how well they did it. Right, yeah. I'm I'm more of a real-time combat fan myself, so Mm -hmm. I'm ready to hop back into the shoes of the suave, sexy Kiryu to kill both goons and the karaoke competition. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited for Balan Wonderworld, uh, the game that Square, Enix, and Sega have been working on together. It's funny you mentioned that. I'm really interested in it, too, for reasons because of Yuji Naka, right? He was the original programmer for the Sonic series early on and left yeah. around 2006 for obvious reasons. Um, and I'm just hoping that they've cleaned up the main problems the community's addressed so that mm-hmm. when it comes out, everyone's happy. I believe they said there will be a day one patch after all the feedback that they did get from the demo. So expect okay. that when it does come out. Um, if they everything looks good, it's, it's definitely a game I want to pick up close to right. day one because of how interesting it looks. But I'll definitely need to watch some reviews to see to make sure that the patch does do what it's intended for. What was your favorite part of the demo, if you could describe? I haven't. I didn't actually play the demo. Um, I, I, w- I wish I did because I just completely forgot because I've been so entranced of just finishing my backlog currently. Oh yeah, I have a big backlog too. It's actually funny. I asked people that question for Valorant Underworld because you know if you played the game because almost everybody that I ask mentions the uh, live dance routine that they did at the end. Um, Ooh. And it was kind of spontaneous and weird, 
Uh, but I think everyone unanimously recommends to check that out. Okay, then. Yeah. Uh, I'm also excited for It Takes Two. Uh, Joseph Forrest and his weird, wacky brain. Like, they put out some good games like A Way Out. A Way Out was that? Yeah. That was a. Well, that's by them? Yeah, that's by them. And then Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. That was their oh, okay. first game. And then A Way Out, where you're the two guys who break out of prison. Uh, and now this is their third big game that's like being like the spot the spotlights on and honestly the story for it looks just phenomenal phenomenally funny yeah, I'm yeah. Excited oh, for yeah. It. um with all of that it's time for us to jump into our main two topics this week and this week in the game lounge this week in the game lounge tony talks a variety of topics with his weekly guest and uh dion I'll let you uh, intro our first topic. Sure thing. I, Dia, am a game developer, an indie game developer. I'm currently developing two titles. Um, I'm, I've been a game developer since, I think, around 2015, when I was just coming out of high school, and I've been in love with the craft ever since. It's a really fun activity. Uh, and yeah, and also, I'm a big Sonic nut. So those are our two topics. Uh, we're going to start with our game development one. Um, I didn't actually know that you were like a full-on indie game developer, so that's really cool. So what like got you into like wanting to do that then? I've played a lot of games since I was a kid, and I've also loved to research about game history as a kid from whether it be like uh, how the game was made to before the game was made or even what the game was like during development. I've always been like infatuated with that kind of side of things. I've always wanted to make my own thing, uh, like, you know, whether it be a character or a story or a movie. But I feel like games were the most interactive and fun and like, like people bringing together kind of thing. And it was just a, from day one, I knew I wanted to be a game developer. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, were there any programs at school that you took specifically because of this passion that you had? Yeah, there were a few like beginner things that I did that I took. It was... um game maker tutorials i mean really you could hop in anywhere it's knowing what to do in your field that'll guide you to certain places because you can start in like programming or design or art but you have to sort of be aware of almost every department so if you need to jump into something spontaneously you're ready to go suddenly yeah that's very good point uh, to make um so what are the uh types of games that you're currently developing what can you tell us about them that's a fantastic question, Tony. I'm actually developing two at the time of this podcast, both high-speed 2D brawlers with a focus on flashy yet cool combat and fun characters. Ooh. The first is called Arcade Power, right? Where you play as one of four citizens from Electro City, each with their own style and skills. The game's focus is multiplayer combat, so you can team up with friends to crush the invading evil robotic empire. Now, the second is still early on in the works, but it's a passion project called Star Punch, where you play as the upbeat magician fighter Sunny Starlight in her quest to become the strongest. Imagine a bright, colorful world like Kirby with the action and adventure of Dragon Ball. Working on both simultaneously is proving to be a bit of a battle in and of itself, but so it'll take some time. But quality is assured, so it has that official Dion seal of approval, much like this podcast. 
<laughs> That's awesome. What well, what what inspired you to like uh, starting with the the first game? Uh, it was oh my god, I'm blanking. Arcade Ar- power. Arcade power. Starting with that, like, what inspired that process of like, and if you could walk us through like. Uh, the start of game start developing that game to now because game development is something we've never actually tackled on this podcast and having someone like you here to actually explain how, what that process goes through would be amazing oh sure it's actually a for arcade power it's a pretty long and fun history i started the game off as an entirely different name an entirely different concept it was like a like a 3d beat up but now it's 2d uh i wanted to create a uh, like a experience for people that they could hop into this world where it's somewhat realistic. Like there are arcades and there are cities, uh, but you get this superpower and you feel like this super gamer that can, you know, save the city and save your friends from uh, corruption. And I wanted to have this real story with this element of fantasy so that people have this, you know, sense of familiarity while also being able to to suspend themselves in this fun universe. Wow. And what was how and uh, how many how long has this game been in the works? It's been like uh, I think right now under the name Arcade Power for like uh, two years right now, uh, and before that it was called Tussle Town. That's a bit of fun uh, Dion history for you Dion enthusiasts out there. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys already know that um, if you're researching my name for some whatever reason. Uh, and uh, I, I mean that was like three years, and then I canceled that, renamed it Arcade Power. Now we're here. So five, so about five years in total. Then has it already been five years? Is that a gray hair on my head? <laughs> Dang. And uh, what what platforms are you making it out to go for? Is it just the PC? Is it mobile? Is it what? What are the platforms that you're going for with it? Mainly PC with a gold aim for the Switch release. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And so talk us through the process of, like, developing it. Like, what goes into, like, actually developing a game like this? Like, So being an artist, first, what you want to do is have the story, right? You get the story, which I've already done. You get the characters. Uh, typically for me, what I like to do is have imagine these characters in the 3D environments. So I, I, when I'm drawing them, I know what I'm doing. I make 3D models. I I sketch out their animations, what they're doing. I write down what animations they're doing. Uh, and then I go into the programming side and I think, okay, so if this character is doing this, when this is happening, how is this going to uh, connect to this a certain event? And it's a pretty arduous process. It's pretty long and tedious. And there are several nights where you and your bed are, aren't even talking to each other. Like you guys just are on separate terms. Um, meaning that you don't get any sleep. Um, but overall, it's pretty fun. Uh, I will recommend if you're going into this as a you know aspiring game developer, start off learning programming. I highly recommend, for even if you're an artist, it'll benefit you in the long run because if you're jumping into it self-taught, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff to learn over a lot of months. Uh, what are some do's and don'ts that you would recommend for developing a game? Do your research. And I mean that do your research on what types of games people like to play, right? Like you can make a game that's you would like to play it, 
But if you're making this game for people to enjoy and not just yourself, do your research on interactive games, games that are up to date, games that people are playing nowadays, or games that are even retro that people are still playing today. Don't, uh, don't do my non-sleep schedule. <laughs> Get sleep, please. <laughs> It'll benefit you in the end. That's that's a good that's a good don't. That's a good, yeah. that's, a good that's a good don't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> talking about your second game that you're working on, how long has that one been in the development stages? Some could argue longer, some could argue shorter. Uh, let's just say for argument's sake, it's been shorter. It's about, I think, one year. Um, I wanted to create a series that was sort of like inspired from series like, you know, Journey to the West or Dragon Ball Z. I wanted to create something like that, but with like a fun, bright aesthetic. And initially it was a comic book. Uh, but after I realized more that, you know, I'm a game developer, I'm like, you know, I could turn this thing into a fun interactive experience. That's, that's sort of my thing, right? Let me try that. Nice. And, um, what, pro what, what are the exact programs that you used to develop, develop? And what are some good recommendations for programs for those who want to get into game development? On the artist side, I recommend Blender 3D. It's a fun, uh, free 3D modeling program. It's easy to learn. There are tons of tutorials out there. Um, I also use Asprite, which is a sprite-making uh, software. It's fun for, like, if you're working on a 2D sprite game, it's free, too. Um, for the programming side, I recommend GameHub. It's an app that you can use tutorials to learn about uh, fundamentals of programming, like C-sharp. I also, I'm using Unity 3D as an engine right now. Uh, if, you, if you don't like Unity, I know some, there's some stigma about Unity sometimes. There's also, uh, I believe it's called Godot Engine. It's relatively new, and it's more catered to 2D engines, unlike 3D, unlike Unity 3D, which is 3D engines. Uh, so I would check those out if I were you. Nice, nice. And I, I guess another big question I should ask for those who want to like try to get in, how much on the monetary side have you had to invest into your game development? See, the Dion Warehouse is a pretty frugal one, Tony. So... Uh, being an indie guy myself, making everything myself, it's pretty, pretty cheap. Uh, I do have to outsource things, you know, like voice acting and music. So that starts to get a little, a little pricey. Um, but I'm always happy to pay people like artists for their work. Uh, sometimes I even overpay or double pay because I'm taking up people's time and, you know, I want to respect that. So. Well, that's really good. That's really that's honestly these these are sound really cool. Um, I dev and since I'm most likely getting a PC later this year, I'm gonna oh. definitely keep an eye out for when these drop onto um, Steam. I'm presuming is what you're aiming for of a, a release or you got it. Oh, then I will be keeping my eye out. It'll be hot and steamy. Hot and steamy Ooh, games yeah. from Dion. Um, is there anything else you would like to add about <clears throat> game development in general or anything specific about it that you want to add before we switch over to our second topic? Yeah, just if you're a game developer and you're just sitting here listening to this podcast one night and you're really frustrated and you can't find out what the problem is and your game keeps breaking, just believe. That's some good words. I 
while you were saying that, I did get one more question. I did. I do want to ask you before we switch over. Let if uh, let's say uh, things went a different course, um, and instead of being an indie developer or an indie game developer, you went to work for like one of the big game companies. What dream company would you want to be a game developer for? Can you guess? Sega. Wow, you're smart. <laughs> okay, excluding Sega, then who would you? <laughs> um, good question. I think Capcom. Oh, okay. Because I love Street Fighter and I love Mega Man, and I could go into why I love Dead Rising a bunch. Nice, that's awesome to hear. And that is our topic on game development. And now we're gonna switch it over to t- the very first game lounge quiz. Here we go. I'm ready. And you at home can play along. Basically, when thinking of topics for today's episode, I was I messaged you. I'm like, hey, what do you want to talk about? He's like, game development, and why not like quiz me on Sonic? I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I like that a lot. Let's make a Sonic quiz. So I put myself in this trap. You did. So and just you know, just be uh, still you know, disclaimer. We did agree that if I get one question wrong, Tony has to legally dress up in a Sonic onesie. Find me and beat me up. Uh, did we agree to that? Yes. Oh, no. What have I gotten myself into? It's too late. It's too late now. Well, you heard Dion, folks. Um, uh, and Dion, I have to tell you, there was actually a second box inside that first box that you found outside the back. Um, that second box had that Sonic onesie. I was prepared. That'll explain the blue paint. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so let me give you a rundown on how this quiz is going. We got 10 questions. 10 questions here, all of them about Sonic the Hedgehog, about the franchise, uh, spanning various games. Um, And you at home can play as well uh, to see how well you do. Um, So, Dion. Oh my god, I got this. Alrighty. Let's start with the first question. The first question is an easy one. Name all three Sonic hoverboard racing games. Sonic Riders, Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, and Sonic Free Riders. That is correct. That was an easy one. This is that, that's a warm up. Question two, and because uh, you know this pretty well, can you name all six theme songs from Sonic Adventure One? The character themes. It doesn't matter. Believe in myself. Unknown from Emmy. My Sweet Passion, Lazy Days, and I'm sort of blinking on Gamma's theme. Yep, that's correct. The theme of E102 or Gamma's theme is correct. So that is all six. Well done. Well, okay. Question three. How many forms of chaos do you fight in Sonic Adventure 1? Well, as whose story? Uh, Overall, like... Of all the bosses oh. that are chaos, how many of okay. the of the chaos's forms do you fight in the game? So you fight Chaos Zero as Sonic, you fight Chaos Two, Chaos Four, Chaos Six, and Perfect Chaos. And what's that uh, final number? Zero, two, four, six, fight five. That is correct. Five versions of chaos you fight within the game. Here is your next question. Question four. 
in the 3DS version of Sonic Generations, what Sonic Rush level was featured? Now, this one's multiple choice. Water Palace. Oh, wow. Okay. He doesn't even need it. Yep. That is correct. (laughs) I'm a Sonic guy. (laughs) All right. Question five. According to the Sonic 3 manual, what is Knuckles' favorite fruit? Grapes. Wow. (laughs) Holy cow. That is correct. Now, uh, off the quiz. Also, uh, the reason why there's there's like a Nike, there's like a white crest on his chest because they had a Nike deal, but it fell out. And he was also supposed to sound Jamaican initially. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not. I mean, it, it explains why they really wanted the soap deal in SA2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of brand deals with Sonic history. It's crazy. It's, yeah, very crazy. Okay. Question six What does G U N gun stand for? Hold on. You may have tripped me on this one, Tony. Uh, I believe the last one is Nation. Yeah, uh, yes, the last word is nations. I sort of pieced this together. Uh, you know? I don't know. Oh. Uh-oh, you might uh, have to find me in your Sonic onesie. Uh-oh. You, uh-oh. You, you are still able to take a guess. United was the U. Right? No. Uh-oh. Onesie time. <laughs> do you not? Do you? No, I don't know. Huh? Gun stands for Guardians Units for Nations. Mm, you know what? That makes sense. Dang, I actually tripped you up on one. You I'm surprised me. myself. Well, looks like you got to bring your Sonic back. Looks like I got to get that Sonic onesie. God dang, that's a okay, shame. Okay, let's do it. All right. Well, uh, we still got four questions here, so let's go okay. through those to see if I need to double up on that paint or not. question seven can you name the three egg bosses in sonic 06 egg wyvern egg genesis uh and egg gordon would love this question i bet he would oh gordon Uh, would yeah and egg is there like an egg beater in there somewhere? Is some egg beater getting the arm? <laughs> Not an egg beater, no. No. Uh, trying to think using my Sonic 06 vast it's... memory of playing that game. Yeah, it's uh, been a hot minute since I played that game. Think, brain blast, come on, think. I'm, 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 I see that boss in my head. I'm just trying to... What is... Um, uh, super, Superus, right? That is correct. Egg Cerberus, yeah, Egg Wyvern, Egg Genesis. That, that is correct. Well done. Took a bit to get Cerberus, but well done, sir. Yeah. My first boss of Sonic. Who would have guessed? Yeah. All right. Question eight. What Guinness World Record does Sonic Heroes hold? The game with the best Chaotix theme. No, uh... <laughs> Sonic Heroes. What... Guinness World Record, does that hold? Uh, the game with the most bullcrap endings where you keep being like, oh, do this on hard rank. No. <laughs> uh, and believe me, there are a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's double up on the paint. Oh, well, the answer, most playable characters in a platform game. 
What? Yeah. But they're all recyclables of each other. Yeah, but it's, uh, they're each a unique character. I need to speak with Guinness real quick. <laughs> I can have some words. Because I, I, I feel like I was gripped on that question, Guinness. Oof. Uh, well, it looks like I'll have to double up on that paint, but will yeah, I need yeah. to go out and buy me a pair of soaps as well? Let's find out. Question nine. If you combine all the emblems from Sonic Adventure 1, Sonic Adventure 2, and Sonic Heroes, how many emblems are there in total? Now, this one also has the multiple choice. Would you like to hear the multiple choice answers, or would you like to just go for it? Throw it at me. Okay. 410, 420, 430, 440. I'm going to guess 430. That is correct. Yeah, it sounds familiar. And lastly, the last question from the popular, edgy, gun-driving game Shadow the Hedgehog. Damn. What are the names of the two bosses uh, that are named after F-Zero vehicles? Dion left the room. Because <laughs> Dion doesn't know about Shadow the Hedgehog. Apparently. Oh, no! But Dion loves F-Zero, which is strange, because you'd think I would know that. Well, hey, maybe your love of F-Zero will come through. It will not. <laughs> well, you uh, can take a guess. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing Shadow fights the Blue Falcon. That is correct. That is the first one. <laughs> you had to choose two, didn't you? I love you. Um, shadow fights. Does it start with black? Yes. I knew it. Uh, what is the name of that boss? I don't know. Black something. Black Wyvern. Ah, uh, we were looking for Black Bull. That's the boss you fight in Westopolis. Yep. God, okay, makes sense. Uh, well, an overall total of, I'll give you 7.5 out of 10, because you did get the Blue Falcon. So I'll give you 7.5 out of 10. And a whooping. <laughs> yes, I'll have to go find you now. Dressed yeah. up in my Sonic onesie. Painted with uh, one soap shoe on. You know, it's, you know, it's better than no. <laughs> but that was really good. Um, so I, I guess this also uh, leads me to some questions. So what got you in Sonic? What got you into Sonic to begin with? And then how did that love for the franchise play out for you? I just want to say first off, fantastic questions. I, you really stumped me on a few of those. I thought it was going to be like an easy quiz. Good job. I got. Um, I thank. If you want to thank anybody, thank uh, Did You Know Gaming, because oh, that, there you go. <laughs> that's. Uh, I watched a couple of those videos to help get me some of these uh, questions. Okay. Uh, when I was actually, I, was, I mean, it was a, I was a kid when I first met Sonic. Um, but I think my first game that I can remember off the bat was Sonic Adventure Two. Um, and I just remember like when I saw them transform into the Super Sonic and Super Shadow, I was like, I this is my series. Like this is the coolest thing ever. Um, and you know, I was just from there, I played Sonic Heroes, I read all of the Sonic books, like the Sonic comic books, uh, I played Sonic Mega Collection, 
I basically was trapped into this sonic eternity where I couldn't escape. Uh, and I've been on the ride ever since. I looked up, you know, on the internet, like Sonic AMVs. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, we're going way back. Way back. I remember those Sonic AMVs. I watched a Everyone few of those does. too growing up. Oh, yeah. I also, oh, yeah. I don't know if this will ring any bells for you. Do you remember when people would make, um, take South Park clips and put them in Sonic 06? Oh, God. Oh, no, I, that's all too clear. Now you're just bringing up memories from, like, 2007. <laughs> it's crazy, because it's just like, oh, man, I remember that too well, and that's mostly because of my ASD, but that's... Uh... I can still hear Knuckles as Cartman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think one clip, um, it had Mephiles as uh, Mr. Garrison. Oh, yeah, like... I think I've seen that one. Uh, it, yeah, that was, it's uh, funny stuff. So, are you? Okay. Do you prefer the two D or three D Sonic games? See, I'm more a fan of the modern series that uh, modern direction the series has taken. So, I think I would have to agree the three D games. Uh, but I do love Rush, which is a two D game. Advance, the Advanced series, which are two D games. Yeah. Um, and you know, I love Classic, of course. So it's sort of between both. 2D gameplay with 3D series art direction. Okay. Alrighty. Um, do you have a uh, favorite spinoff series from the Sonic franchise? Sonic Labyrinth. You know <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, even though I've never played Sonic Labyrinth, I know about that game. Yeah, everyone does. If you're, if you're a, me, uh, like a moderate Sonic fan, you know to avoid that game. Oh yeah, I think um, my actual favorite spinoff would be um, Team Sonic Racing. Okay, really? Racing. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh god, I had the question in my head, and it, oh no, no, my question's my question has left me. Oh no. Oh no, I'm gonna have to beat you up with the blue paint. <laughs> oh my god, it was. Oh. Why is Dion so awesome? Well, I mean, why are you so awesome, Dion? That might help me jog my memory about the question. <laughs> it all started back in 1947 when I wasn't born. People were like, you know what? I just want a really crazy dude with frizzy hair who just speaks his mind, right? And then so I'm sure sometime later my parents were born and they were like, hey, that guy was crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. And then uh, they got together and I was born and everything was doomed from there. All right. Uh, I, I remember the question. See, I, I helped you. You helped me. Imaginary, not imaginary story. Yeah. This year is uh, Sonic's anniversary year. 30th. 30th. Yeah. What are you hoping Sega will do for Sonic's 30th? Uh, say something. <laughs> I want a tweet from Yuji Naka himself saying, sorry, guys, I don't, know, I don't work for the company anymore, but sorry. All right. First of all. Second of all, uh, we have something in the form of a Sonic sticker to give you. And that's it. You know, so, Tony, if you set your expectations low, all right, you're never disappointed. You know what? I, I know that feeling well because that's usually how I am for a lot of things. Mostly, oh, yeah? mostly the Nintendo Directs and uh, oh, yeah. every Pokemon game. Yeah, I mean, 
just going into the Nintendo Directs with high expectations is setting yourself up for failure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Long gone are the days of uh, epic announcements every Direct. Long I mean, gone are the days of Minecraft Steve and Smash Bros. announcements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add on about Sonic in general, about Sega what you Sega in general, anything else you want to add on before we jump into the bonus level? Yeah, I just did this um, piece of fan art actually recently that um, detailed the before Sonic, you know, was created or when he was about while he's been created for the first game in 1991, there is this fictional story that they made for Sonic, uh, which basically it was set in the real world, but it was a fictional story, of course. And it detailed the story of a pilot named Hedgehog, right? And he wanted to surpass the speed of sound in his airplane, but he couldn't do it because his plane exploded. And his wife named a character after him, uh, a blue hedgehog, because that was his namesake. Uh, and she created the blue hedgehog. That's basically Sonic's origin. It was a really obscure story from Sega of Japan, like the internal departments. And it was a really interesting story. So if you want to check that out on my Twitter, check it out. That's Audience. really cool. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, with that, then, we're going to jump on into the bonus level. Now accessing the bonus level. And this week, uh, starting with our top five. Of course, you can't. we've been talking Sonic, but we can't get enough of it. Top five favorite Sonic games. Dion, his You're gonna top five. Spot. You know, this is actually an infamous question for a Sonic fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay, let me think. Okay, number. I'll, I'll start from number five. I'll go down to number one. Alrighty. Number five would be Sonic Heroes, which I know so much about, apparently. Uh, I grew up playing Heroes. I love the aesthetics. Uh, I love the team mechanic. And, uh, I mean, uh, like I just... Team Chaotix's theme is the best song in the game. You got uh, this machine. Uh, uh, you got Ocean Palace, Frog Forest. All kinds of bangers, but Team Chaotix is the the best number four sonic colors Ooh. Uh, the game's like a non-stop roller coaster with its like beautiful choice of diverse levels fun gameplay sonic centric level design uh, and lighthearted fun story uh spoilers for sonic colors for all you people out there who haven't played the 11 year old game <laughs> uh, tony sonic outruns a black hole how cool is that oh yeah right. he does yeah, I, I played I, Colors once on the Wii, and that's really my experience with Colors. It's super fun. I yeah. love it. It was fun to play through. Number three, let's go an easy one, Sonic Mania. Nice. No, it is, no mystery why people love that game. Why it got overwhelming praise. I don't even need to say why it's so great, but it has Hydro City Zone, right? Which, I mean, like, Hydro City Zone. Yeah. And no, it's not pronounced Hydrosity Zone. Hydrosity. Okay, guys, I know you're all spamming down my front door with Hydrosity. It's not Hydrosity. Hydrosity. I still Two. need to play Mania. I still need to play it. You haven't played it yet? I have not played it yet. I, I missed Super it when fun. it was like free on Plus as well for PlayStation Plus. I missed it when it was free on there. I'm like, oh, I should have picked it up. I'll have to sit you up with Sonic Mania. I'll have to get you and Sonic Mania a date together. <laughs> Soon. I it's It's on my list of games I need to play. Oh, yeah? It is on my list. How big is that list? It's uh, maybe about 10 games on there. You are the master of the game lounge, so I would expect nothing less. Yeah. 
that's on there. Both Last of Us games are on there. Um, Horizon I'm Zero Dawn is on there. Horizon! Fun fact about Horizon Zero Dawn. This actually wasn't in the news, but I will say this right now. Ten more games have been announced for that are going to be free for PlayStation users because of that uh, state of play incentive. Oh, wow. Um, and Horizon Zero Dawn is one of those ten games. I love Horizon Zero Dawn. The it's... character, the aesthetic. I love the entire world. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Uh, back to the Sonic list. Number, Number two. two. Sonic Rush. Ooh. I remember I got the I think I got the game day one and I played it on my DS until the button stopped working. And Tony, I tell you, my DS was white when I got the thing and it was yellow when I stopped. Wow. Years later. Yeah. So you, you like an original DS or a DS uh or were you Oh a, yeah, original. Yeah, talking okay. day one. I had a yeah. I had a DS Lite growing up, so it was uh the thicker version of it. It's funny. I think I had the DS, the DS Lite. I never got the DSi though. I got the DSi. It was all right. Uh, it was cool. It let me use that uh, Pokemon Black and White Dream Radar game. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had the 3DS, and then the 3DS XL, the 2DS, 2DS SSL. So I think the only thing I'm missing is the DSi in my vast collection. Dang. The DSi. Yeah. I think there was a DSi XL too, but. What? I think so. Missing two? Possibly. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, Sonic Rush, that's where that's where Sonic's iconic like boost was somewhat controversial now, but his boost debuted. It had great stages, funk and music created by the Hideki Nakanuma, right? And yeah. Blaze the freaking cat. Oh, so yeah. of course number two. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead. I uh, I remember that in that uh, there was an interview with, with uh, about Sonic 06 of like, oh boy, wait, what about Blaze the Cat and her timeline? Oh yeah, everybody just had like amnesia, so they all just forgot about that. <laughs> the I, retconning in Sonic 06 was pretty. Th- I mean, thank you guys for retconning that entire story. Um, but it was pretty insane what happened there. Did you ever play? Um, did you ever play Sonic Crash Adventure? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What'd you think of that one? Yeah, not not the first one. I didn't like the you have to go back and grind to find certain things to build a ship. Uh because it's not Sonic centric, I don't think. Yeah. I mean it was it was fine. All right. Uh what did no- you think? Mm-hmm. Number one. <laughs> okay. Uh number one. I could go on about days about my love hate relationship with Sonic Adventure One. But I'll spare you the earache. I'll just, you know, brief it down. It's hard for me to say why it's my number one favorite. Uh, and do you know why? Why? Because I only like one-sixth of the game. It's not even a quarter of the entire experience. I know so much about speed strats in SA1. Productive development in SA1. In-depth in in game programming that I could probably fool some of you into thinking that I helped make the darn thing. <laughs> But man, that and Adventure 2 will return me into a chronic Sonic fan when I was just a boy. Chronic Sonic, Sonic fan. A chronic Sonic fan. But not Playing a fan Sonic of... Playing Sonic feels like you're just blue dude himself, right? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. A chronic Sonic fan. I love that line because it's just like, oh yeah, Sonic Chronicles was a thing. Oh, God. I should ask that. that that's my number one right there. Sonic Chronicles. <laughs> Sonic RPG on the DS? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that game that I played for five minutes. Immediately put down. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, that that was the same with my experience, except it wasn't on the DS. I just emulated the game. I'm like, let's try it. Oh. 
Your no. poor computer. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's my turn. Now, well, I have... I, I've enjoyed the Sonic games I've played, but I haven't played nearly all of them. But I have played quite a few. So, my top five Sonic games. You Sonic Schoolhouse? What was that? You ever played Sonic Schoolhouse? No. Don't play. Okay, good to know. If that's in your list, uh, I have to talk. <laughs> At number five for myself. Sonic Unleashed. I was going to say Unleashed, but I didn't. I just wanted to say Unleashed and Generations were like, you know, of course they're great games, but Unleashed is great. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I like Unleashed. It was, I definitely prefer the Xbox PlayStation version over the Wii version. Don't play the Wii version. Yeah, the Wii version is not the greatest. It's so much content is like removed from it. You do like cutscenes instead of walking around? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if you like cutscenes and point to click and weird temple puzzles, make sure to play the Wii version. Yeah. But uh, if you want like the real game and like actual fun, a fun funness in there, then play the play on and two, P- two FPS at a bat. Yeah. <laughs> um, at number four, only because I've dropped like fifty hours in this game as a kid, Sonic Riders. Oh, great game. I love the original Sonic Riders so much. I think it's better than Zero Gravity. I never played Zero Gravity, so I can't say for myself. But and I want to play Zero Gravity. Like it's it was it was on my Zero Gravity was on my list for the longest time of games I want to find and play on my Wii, and I never right. fa- could never find the game in my game stores. And I was like, ah, oh. it was sad. But uh, now that the power of technology and the internet, I could probably find it whenever I wanted. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, at number three, Sonic Adventure for myself. That's my number three one, and understandable. I, I, and I again, I love. I grew up on the adventure games. Like I grew up yeah. on SA one and SA two, and I love them. Even maybe not the big missions as much, but they, they were still great games. And uh, you, you, I, I just wasn't good at fishing growing up. I was never good at it. Could never catch the goddamn frog. No one was growing up, bro. Like it's it was designed to infuriate you. <laughs> yeah, definitely was. But um, it's de- I definitely still love Sonic Adventure. And at number two, Sonic Adventure two. Just it, I grew up playing more SA two than SA one, and uh, both me and my brother, we actually at a point on our one save in the multiplayer mode because you know that there are the, the points behind of like how many matches each player has won right the number that those two numbers combined put were like in the like 600 matches of just multiplayer mode that me and my brother would play here's some obscure dion lore the first time i ever cried at a video game was sonic adventure 2 right really no it wasn't because of the story it was because i was stuck in pyramid cave and i couldn't beat it and i cried Oh no, not Pyramid Cave. He couldn't pull off oh, the snake yeah. skip. My older brother was like a big gamer and I was like, please help me. And he was like, no, I'm playing Paper Mario right now. I can't. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, actually, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 had one of the first bosses I was ever scared of as a kid. Was it King Boom Boom? Yes, it was. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I was terrified of him. I'm like, 
I, I'm like, I'm scared of this. I'm putting the game down, and I put it down for a while, and then my brother picked up, up the game and beat the boss for me, basically. Yeah, Ed Golem was great, but King Boom Boo, I, I didn't, I was not a fan of him. Yeah, no, I was not a fan. I'm like, haha, it's a scary ghost. But then everything else was fine. Yeah. Uh, and number one, a game that I thousand pointed when I played it on the Xbox Sonic Dreams Collection. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Yes. I've played the Dreams Collection. And no. Me too. Uh, Sonic Generations. You that know, is... It's funny. I was writing down my list, right? And I thought Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Generations. I want to mention those two, but I won't because people know them already. And then here comes Tony, just, you know, embarrassing me. <laughs> I, I, mean, I want to get all kinds of Sonic fans at my door. Like, you didn't say Unleashed and um, Generations. I mean, on hey, list, everybody, I... hey, everybody's different. And again, like. Nope, we're all the same. <laughs> Opinions in the Sonic fan base are widely known as uh, Forbid. <laughs> how dare you have a different opinion well i you see i'm not that far deep in the sonic fan base so yeah stay where you are <laughs> i'll stay or, i'll stay on the shallow water. side yeah the second you dip your toes in the deep end, you just get dragged down yeah, you just get dragged by like a, a whale <laughs> well, from it's, Coast. It's, it's the secret whale character from the new sonic unreleased sonic game Nah, I can't talk about that. I'm part of the Sonic new development team. I can't talk about that. <laughs> I'm on the run. Uh, but yeah, no, but uh, Generations is probably one of my all-time favorite Sonic, basically my all-time favorite Sonic game. Um, I wish they had a better story, but I do like the game a lot. Yeah, the, the story could have used, like, there could have been, like, so many, they could have done so many cool things with the story, like, I think. Um, but, you know, I was satisfied with it. I liked going fast. I liked running. I liked collecting the red rings. It was fun. Question for you. Yeah. If there was a level in Generations that you wanted, either the 3DS or the, you know, console version, which level would you want that they didn't have? I would have to say, I would have liked to see... Oh, which one is it? I would have liked to see a different Heroes stage. I would have liked to see, like, um... Oh, yeah. Uh, which one? Well, this One of the city stages. Power Plant or... Metropolis or Power Plant? The first one, the first one. Grand Metropolis. Yeah, Grand Metropolis. Oh, yeah. I would like to see There's that one instead, because I, I love the city levels in Heroes. Yeah. That would have been my pick over uh, Ocean Palace. Oh, yeah, any day. Yeah. But it was still a fun game. I still loved it. Um, I liked how they fixed Crisis Core. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah. I really enjoyed, uh, in Classic Sonic's level, right? they had the uh, goalposts. But it was taken off by the fire tornado. Yeah, and it was. It. That was amazing. really cool. Yeah. And with that, that's our top five. Jumping into this week in gaming history. From the week of March 22nd to March 28th, here's what happened in the past. On the 22nd, in 2004, Pokemon Coliseum was released in North America. And in 2009, Pokemon Platinum was released in North America. Both great Pokemon games. I love... Platinum was the one that I've put in the most hours in in any Pokemon game overall. Uh, with over 300 hours put into that game. I played a lot of Coliseum. I, I, Coliseum was like my very first Pokemon game. I had no clue oh, yeah. what I was doing. Me neither. <laughs> but it was my very first one, and we rented it from Blockbuster. Oh my god, Blockbuster. Jesus. We are both old men. We are. <laughs> On the 23rd, 
in 2012, Kid Icarus Uprising was released in North America and Europe, bringing re- a revival to the Kid Icarus franchise. And a long-needed one. A long-needed one. And uh, people have wanted a sequel to that ever since. It's almost been 10 years since that now. Jesus. Uh, hey, maybe next year we'll actually get, I don't know, maybe we'll see a remaster of the game to the Switch. Who knows? Or yeah, a sequel. Yeah, and a game. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> On the 24th, in 2003, Wind Waker was released for the GameCube. And in 2005, the PlayStation Portable was released in North America. Wow, I played a lot of the PSP. I watched my friends play on their PSP, a few friends who had one. On that two-inch screen, you watched that? Or, you know, yeah, sitting beside them on the, in a dark corner on the playground when, you know, you weren't allowed to bring in your game consoles. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I think I don't even, I don't even, I think they were playing some, uh, one of the random SpongeBob games, honestly. That's what I remember. There were a lot of smuggling game devices on the playground. Oh, yeah. Illegal game devices. Illegal game devices. Uh, on the 25th in 2008, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core was released in North America. The story of Zack Fair and Cloud Strife's origins. Fox McCloud Strife. I love him. In, on the 26th in 1993, Star Fox was released for the SNES. On the 27th in 2011, the 3DS was released in North America. For Which I played so much of. I got the blue one. I had the red one. Ah, uh, yeah, I knew it. I had the red one. My brother had the blue one. Uh, I, 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 got the, the red one. I got the red one. Uh, it was released for $250 at launch. And lastly, on the 28th in 2007, Sega and Nintendo announced Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games for a fall release that same year. Mario and Sonic have their brand new adventure. It's going to be a 2D platformer. Oh, wait, no Olympic Games. The Olympic Games. I dog on it, but I love Olympic games. It's really fun. I, I loved the I loved the first one growing up. I, I played the, yeah. so much of the first one, and that was it. I played a little bit of the the Winter Olympic Games in Vancouver. I played a little bit of that at a friend's place, and that's and then I never played the games again. Yeah, I haven't. I've just played the original one. Uh, and that is uh, this week in gaming history. The achievement of the week this week. Is in Stubbs, the zombie rebel in Without a Pulse, cryptocurrency, which is to eat 2005 brains. The games to look out for, or games to look out for this week, because we got two of them Balan Wonderworld and It Takes Two. And this week's chicken update. Take it away, Mike. You'd think with how many times we've done this bit by now, we'd get a sponsorship, eh? Thanks for that, Mike. Uh, Dion, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Tony. It was a blast, man. It was. Where can we find you on the internet? Well, you're going to find me in the Sonic onesie, but all of you other can find me uh, on my Twitter at SuperDionBro. That is S-U-P-E-R-D-E-I-O-N-B-R-O. And Twitch and Emerald Stream. Um, <laughs> nice joke. Yes. And of course, you can find myself over at over on Twitter at Radio Tony and over on Instagram and, tw- and Twitch at Tony's Game Lounge. 
Uh, we stream every Monday, Wednesday, and fr- uh, Thursday. We try to at least. Uh, today, is we're, we're recording this as a Thursday, but I'm not streaming today because Emerald's doing something super special for his Canadian bros uh, with opening the CCP up, which is super pog. Like uh, it's going to be fun, but... Uh, you can find me uh, on those platforms. And I guess I got to start promoting myself on TikTok now. You can also <laughs> find me on TikTok at Tony's Game Lounge. Tony's doing TikTok voiceovers now? No, not yet. I, I've only made one, and it's the what's the video that lives in your head rent free? Oh, the Tomato Town. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's the only one i've made so far but hey we're gonna be making tiktoks because gotta promote myself man i gotta check those out after this podcast immediately i'm jumping into that <laughs> um thank you once again dion for coming on it was a blast my pleasure man uh and thank you the listener for tuning in this week and we will see you all next week in the game lounge if you don't excuse me I'm going to get back to playing my indie game, Tagoma. Tagoma Nuts. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. You can find all social media links in the episode description. Be sure to follow the podcast on your streaming platforms for new episodes and follow Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch for weekly updates. 